Not your mic. <laughs> Wrong button. You are listening to the Give Me Five podcast, <laughs> episode two forty six, side A. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a side B this week. Yeah, kind of, we do. Mm-hmm. Might have come out before this one. It's going to come out. Before well, this we one. recorded it before this one. It's probably coming out before this one too, because it's. That's I don't have to said. edit it. Wait, what? Give Me Five podcast, a semi-entertaining show about very entertaining things. Again, this is a side A episode. We're going to talk about pop culture, entertainment news, movies, music, books, Florida, whatever caught our eye. My name is Emperor, and I'm joined by Shadow. Whisper. That's what a shadow sounds like. And Duckheart. Hold on. You got to warn me about this stuff. I got to. <laughs> oh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, this week, oh, we're going to talk about we're going to talk about volume one of Stranger Things season four. Obi-Wan Kenobi on Disney Wait, we Plus. Are. We're not talking about volume one of Stranger Things season four. We just did that on another episode. That's our side know, B. But yeah. it's this is this is the intro episode. Side B was volume one of Stranger Things season four. They're coming out in reverse order, we but that's going to confuse people. I, I reco- we recorded it first. I said it yeah. first. Shut your pie hole. <laughs> but it's a separate episode. It is a separate episode. <clears throat> but that's it's still it's this week. Confusing. But it's going to be confusing to anyone that's like listening through this episode. You're confusing. Well, you'll, you'll find it. <laughs> Good lord, man. And Top Gun Maverick. Okay, I don't even know where to go with all that. Um, <clears throat> okay, so this is a review show. <laughs> Hit him with the spoilers. Yeah, 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 there's a review show. There's going to be spoilers. There already are on the Stranger Things Season 4 episode that you will hear second. That's a completely different episode. <laughs> I, that's what I said, that you will hear second. We spoiled it already. <laughs> so that is a complete... We've already spoiled that. Um, for Obi-Wan Kenobi and Top Gun Maverick, I'm sure we're going to spoil the crap out of those as well. You fool! There it is. Um... So if, if you want to see any of those things, those are all big, I'll use the word box office, even though some of them are just on TV, but you get the idea. Those are all big, big um, movies and shows that there's a lot of people that are going to be into. So if you haven't heard them yet and you don't want to be spoiled because then you'll hate us, uh, maybe come back later on. Or just direct all that hate at Greg. Or, <laughs> that's correct. That's probably the better way to do it is just, just focus all your hate on, on Greg like like that's the like your number like your eleven trying to blow up somebody's head. So um. So come back. Greg is a hate. Come on back. Come on back if you don't want to be spoiled, because we're gonna spoil you. Because that's what we do here at the Give Me Five podcast. We spoil you. Spoil. <clears throat> Are we doing news? Are we doing Florida? We're gonna talk about some news. Okay. We're gonna do some news. Uh, we're we're gonna do some real news. I didn't write it down in here, but uh, this past weekend, as we are recording, was Star Wars Celebration. It was. And if you went online to look about Star Wars Celebration uh, and you were able to get past the whiny Star Wars fans complaining about all sorts of bullshit about, you know, I paid this much money and they had a plastic thing up and like, like yeah, uh, Ian McDermott isn't going to fucking die for you. 
So let him take whatever precautions he wants and stop whining. I uh, mm, I agree with that to a point because I also don't think that you can continue to charge the same amount that you were charging. I think they were warned. People were warned though beforehand. I don't think it was ever a surprise. Okay. Um, and I feel weird about paying 150 bucks to meet anyone. That being said, if anyone would like to pay 150 dollars to meet me, I am fabulous. Well, let's let's not get crazy. <laughs> yeah. uh, we also have a discount rate for Omar. He's only seventy five dollars. I thought it was seventy five cents. Thank God, that was embarrassing. Anyway, uh, stuff announced at Star Wars, the Star Wars Celebration, uh, Andor was released, or the tra- the teaser trailer mm-hmm. looks interesting. I was, I kind of like this whole CD underworld like s- spy type thing, so I was sort of excited about that. I, I didn't know what to think about it before, but seeing the trailer, I was more Ex- into it. Except, how long before we're talking about being oversaturated? With with Star in general, Wars. or me? Me with, never with Star Wars stuff. The general uh, public. How long do you think the general public will continue? Oh, uh, it's going to happen soon. But you know, I I remember the dead Star Wars period, and I missed it. You know, I missed Star Wars in that period, and then like oh, absolutely. But I I think they're running a risk. Unless they can connect it to characters that people act, act absolutely love, I think I think Andor is pushing it because I don't know that Andor has the following that they need to generate the interest for justification of continuing this Star Wars inundation that we have. I do worry that they're they're trying to do this by adding likable side characters, Grogu. Uh, you know, uh, some of the character, like uh, some of the characters, like Boba Fett appearing, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so let me ask because I'm but, not following this. What 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 happened this weekend? What was this Star Wars celebration? What is it? It was a big uh, Star Wars. It's like a uh, Star Wars convention. convention. Okay. Where was this? Anaheim. Ah, yeah. Where people put on their Spock costumes and go to Star Wars, the one with all the monsters. I should slap the taste out of your. <laughs> Star Wars is the one with the space monsters. I know what it is. I got it. Yeah, the big the mm-hmm. big sandworms that go underground mm-hmm. and like the spice, the spice and all that. Yep, I know it. It's gonna make Rob's gonna... have an aneurysm. <laughs> 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 He's gonna get so mad you're just gonna hear a little teeny tiny pop. <laughs> he won't say anything for the rest I, of the episode. I know where you live. There's like a a, a quarter sized black hole where Rob was. <laughs> so I was the earth. <laughs> Uh, Bad Batch My season anger two. summoned down a meteor on Greg's house. <laughs> Just like that Star Wars movie Armageddon with the with the cool Aerosmith song. Yes. Walk this way. Yes, just like that. Nice. Yeah, we're awful. Uh, Bad Batch season two. Loved season one. Loved the okay. characters. Uh, like the, I just like the idea of the Bad Batch. I, I fully anticipated a season two of that, though. I don't know that it'll be as popular as Rebels. And and uh, how do you feel about that Omega character? Omega, the little girl? Yeah. I find the voice a little grating at times. Yeah, she's actually my least favorite part of the show. My name's Omega. <laughs> I'm like... Yeah, yeah right. least favorite part of the show. But right. also probably on purpose. 
like my kids' favorite part of the show. And we're going to talk more Star Wars in a moment. Um, well, well, quick question. Where does show. Bad Batch fit in the entirety of the 50 million Star Wars things? Like, where does it fit in the universe? You mean timeline-wise? Timeline yeah. yeah, timeline. Or right after Order 66, they are a group that was – they are a group of clones that were poorly made. So they didn't kite, they didn't get the memo, basically. <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. They were basically defective clones, but because they were defective, they weren't mind-controlled into doing Order 66. Got it. Okay. And, like – and some and their defectiveness, like one is really big, and therefore he's kind of like a tank like character, and one of them is really really smart and is more of a techno tech it, character, and one is sadistic as hell, and she and he's terrifying. He's like a sniper. Okay, it is. But he was effective. Yeah, true, true. Order sixty six. Um, well, actually, no, he he was affected, but he actually they they revealed that he actually took out his controlling chip. So he's doing it of his own volition. Yeah, he's doing it because he wants to. Uh, Order 66 is the Emperor telling... That's the one the where Ripley lands on the, the planet and the, the thing bursts out of the guy's chest? Yeah, yes, God. yes, 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 yes. I remember. He's going to kill us both. <laughs> I know my Star Wars. Don't... Hey, I, I know what's happening. I Just know what's going on. be aware that if he's going to make it look like it was natural causes... Because <laughs> he can do that. And no one he will never to... know. <laughs> he has vast Maybe. knowledge of physiology so i should probably stop yeah. <laughs> I, I i didn't realize that omar job. was into autoerotic <laughs> asphyxiation but here he is <laughs> i work at a job where i help people legally cut up oh my god things. keep going omar have i told you you're my favorite <laughs> <laughs> uh tales of the jedi is going to be an animated series about Jedi telling other stories. Of course, Mandalorian season three. Some people said that Boba Fett season one was really Mandalorian season three, but that kind of changed towards the end. Uh, and a new video game. Uh, the uh, was it uh, Star Wars or I forget the name of it now. It's a uh, Star Wars uh, Jedi Survival hmm. or something. Is that the uh, Star Wars yes, Jedi, Jedi Survivor. Survivor? Yeah, Survivor, Survivor. Uh, and it continues the tale of Cal Kestis. The first one was a phenomenal game, and I loved every minute of it. I'm super excited about that game. And maybe by the time it comes out, I will finish my 3D printed version of the robot. Maybe. Um, so lots of Star Wars stuff to come. And as a Star Wars nerd, I'm excited about it. Especially when they have the little face appear in the water. You know, like... On the end of the tendril, that was all. That was my favorite part. <laughs> Does Omar even know what that one was from? That's from the Abyss. There okay. we go. Great okay. movie. That was a really great movie. And the the robot reached down and was like, "Come with me if you want to be a Jedi." <laughs> I'll be back to Alderaan. <laughs> <laughs> no, you won't. I'm sorry. I have something to tell you. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> You didn't get the message. Yeah. So, uh, Omar and I are currently totally being Florida men. Uh, do we have any other Florida men we need to talk about? Um, I I couldn't find one that was fun. Everything was somebody being an ass. Yeah, the Florida man stories are getting dark. They're not funny anymore. Mm -hmm. There's nobody wrestling an alligator in a Wendy's drive-thru or anything like that. I, I would like to... Um, slap a uh, news reporter though there was an article that i read about a guy who who basically died while while uh swimming through a gator infested uh water body of water looking for frisbees oh yeah um 
but the the guy who was writing the article um decided that he needed to say that you know he died searching through the water for golf discs golf I'm like, discs i'm like they're they're fucking frisbee yeah you can be as fancy as you want but they're still frisbee shut up golf discs <laughs> jubels might actually be angry at you for that cuz there might be it might be a different thing cuz he he does do golf frisbee thing there's still <laughs> It is still called frisbee golf, actually. It is called frisbee golf, right? Or is it called disc golf now? There, yeah, there are some places where they call it a disc golf course, or they call okay. it ah. whatever. That does not change the fact that they're still using frisbee. Whatever, I love frisbee. I, I really do. Probably have you. You have a hacky sack, don't you? I don't. I've never, ever, ever owned or played a hacky sack at all. That's good. That's I good. don't. Believe I really. That, at that all. is absolutely true. <laughs> <laughs> There's no reason for me to lie. When is the last time you had a, a hemp bracelet tied okay, around your ankle? I did have. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually still there. I think I had it on the wrist. I had a couple of those different ones like that, yeah. Yes, that I had. See? I'm honest. Okay, I, I actually thought that was, a, to be honest, I thought that was a cool look. I mock, but like I was with you when I bought one. I think, yeah, yeah. Um, And then... And then I was no longer with you when someone beat me up for having one. And it's gone beat now. You up for having one. What? I married her. It's fine. <laughs> it's all coming together. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. That really tracks. Yeah. She's so <laughs> She married her. <laughs> all right. That's fair. Hi, would you go to dinner? Yeah, if you take off that stupid anklet. <laughs> okay. Are you going to a fish concert? No. Okay. Yes, I am. They are touring this summer. No, I'm not going. I I would, actually. I've never seen fish live. Sadly. Whatever. Anyway, let's let's continue. Uh, So no Florida stories. Uh, Why don't we just jump right in and start with one of our topics? Yeah, sure. Let's do that. Uh, We're going to, since we'll do, we're going to end with... uh, Wow, there's two big ones. Uh, we'll yeah, end I with Top we Gun because it's a I movie. think we should end with Top Gun. We'll just jump yeah. into Kenobi. So, oh, uh, Kenobi or Obi-Wan Kenobi. Um, that, uh, let me find the notes on that. Did I actually write those down? Did you write those down? There's nothing here for that. Yeah. I saw them. Oh, uh, shit. There really is nothing here for that. Kenobi came out this past Friday, uh, the 27th? Same day as, uh, same day as Stranger Things. And it's on Netflix. It actually releases on Wednesdays. For some reason, I thought it released on Fridays. So the third episode actually came out yesterday, as of this recording. And it does it does bring back Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi. I did get the IMDb up if you need me to jump in. Go ahead. I, I, I got you to the Obi-Wan Kenobi, Ewan McGregor. It stars uh, Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, Vivian Lyra Blair as Leia Organa, and she's great. If you say anything bad about her, I will end you. I think she's so good. Just saying. Uh, Moses Ingram as Inquisitor Riva. Sung Kang. Do you guys, do you recognize him? The the uh, Asian Inquisitor. Did you recognize him? Mm-mm. He is the uh, the dude that that died but didn't really die in the good uh, uh, Too Fast, Too Furious, or Fast and Furious. The the dr- Tokyo Drift one. Han. Yeah, he's Han. Oh, okay. I saw him like, who is that? 
He did um, look a little familiar, but I I never I didn't place him, so I didn't know who uh, he was. Rupert Friend as Grand Inquisitor, Hayden Christensen as Darth Vader, dun, dun, dun. Uh, Camille Nanjani as Haja Estri. Uh, I really liked him. Uh, Joel Edgerton is back as Owen Lars, which I forgot. I mean, he became a big star after playing Owen Lars. Um, and uh, let's see, anyone else? Uh, O'Shea Jackson Jr., also known as uh, the that is the son of Ice Cube, by the way. Uh, my Erskine Flea is in this as well, which I thought was kind of cool. Flea of the mm-hmm. Red Hot Chili Peppers. He plays like a bounty hunter type dude. Yeah, he plays the the kidnapper. Oh, I think virtually like an evil version of his character from what, like Back to the Future 2? I think he was in that as well. But anyway, um, so the... The synopsis here, Jedi Master Obi-Wan Kenobi watches over young Luke Skywalker and evades the Empire's elite Jedi hunters during his exile on the desert planet Tatooine. What'd you think? I had a couple of thoughts about this. Uh-oh. Um, I mean, I love Ewan McGregor. Ewan McGregor is great as Obi-Wan Kenobi. I mean, let's just be honest. Um, I thought it I thought it got started a little slow. By the end of the second episode, I'm interested. I want to see where it goes. Um, but they had... I knew they were going to have to do it. They had to get him off Tatooine. Otherwise, it was going to be a really boring a really boring show. I'm a little him. over Tatooine. It's like every show is on Tatooine. Yeah, with, with him just being on Tatooine and Tatooine being a desert planet, there's not really a whole lot that they can do with Tatooine. Mm-hmm. So they needed to get him off Tatooine, and they did. They got him off Tatooine in the second episode. So we'll see where it goes from there. I, I'm i interested in what I'm seeing. I, I mean, I wasn't in love with it by the end of the first episode. The end of the second episode has got me hooked enough that I'm definitely going to go back. I mean, let's be honest. I'm going to watch all of the all of the episodes anyway. But um, After the first episode, I wasn't 100% sure. Wow. I really like the first episode. I've actually watched them both twice. Um. I will say I have a little bit of a problem with Reva. Okay. And my my I thought about it a little bit and my problem with Reva I'm not 100% sure whether or not it's the actor's fault or whether it's the director's fault. Because Reva is so over the top that it's almost caricature-like. I mean, she she's practically cartoonish in how she reacts to things. And how, how overly aggressive she is. Now, I get that she's a dark side character. Um, but, I mean, it is, it is 110 miles an hour from the word go. And it's like, tell us where the Jedis are, or this man dies! Wait, what? You know where they are! You you just met him. Why would you think he knew where anybody was? And then she's like swinging her lightsaber all around trying to kill Cut him. a dude's hand off. I'm like, what the fuck is going on right now? <laughs> I don't understand. The, the other problem that I have with the character of Reva is that she is a dark side character. Right? Yeah. The right. Inquisitors are 
evil, right? They're evil, but I believe they have some built-in rules. You know, judge, jury, executioner type thing. Right. But they're they're evil. Yeah, yeah. Do you honestly think that the Grand Inquisitor would stand her insubordination for as long as he has? He's had to physically restrain her multiple times in the first two episodes. And he hasn't killed her yet. I mean, if it were the... And and the Sith, I don't think the Sith would bat an eye. They'd be like, all right, yeah, fine, whatever. She's your your subordinate, fuck her. Right? Now, the... How is she still alive? Yeah. She is protected, though, but they don't know that. Right. How is she still alive? How has he not killed her? Yeah. Everything she does, the reason she's over the top, is because she is basically specifically looking for somebody for Darth Vader. Right. Obi-Wan, obviously. Right. Um, but no one knows that. Her her supervisors, supervisors, her superiors don't know that. <laughs> and she... Picture like, the, like she the Grand Inquisitor bringing someone in for their yearly review. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, come, sit down, have a, have a pastry and coffee. Let's talk about when you cut off that random guy's hand. Yeah. Well, and she and she tried to kill the Jedi like in in the first five minutes out of hand without even questioning him or anything. She just was like, "Fuck this guy, he's dead. He's not who I want. Let's kill him." Arr! And the Grand Inquisitor was like, "Stop." Didn't they then let the fake Jedi go? She she caused him to be able to escape. Yes, her insubordination caused him to be able to escape. Now, there's no way that the dark side would allow that kind of of insubordination slash incompetence slash uncontrollability in a subordinate. Yeah, and there is there are better ways to write that. Yes, I, I and I and that's what I'm saying. I'm not sure whether or not it's her acting or the way that she's been written. Um it it wasn't good. And I found myself for the entire first and that may be why I didn't like the first episode, because I found myself for the entire first episode going, what the fuck is she doing? It is it is like cartoonishly over the top. Mm-hmm. So that that was my, that was my problem. That that's my problem with one of the one of the main characters. So I hope they kind of address that and I hope they kind of fix it. Um but yeah. Uh I mentioned the little young Leia. Uh-huh. Uh we really our only interaction with young Luke is he's you've seen this in the trailer is him flying on the front of his little igloo looking house thing. Right. Pretending to fly a, a pod, it looks like. But you see a lot more of Leia, and there's just – there's some really cool scenes, cute scenes. She's got this little Lola droid, which I totally want, and they're now selling on Hasbro, and it's going to cost me money. Mm-hmm. That um, You see her outsmarting her cousin, sort of um, – do we feel like she might be a little force sensitive that she seems to know things that, about people? I was going to mention that because I think they're I think they're going going ahead and letting us get that inside look that she is in fact force sensitive, and that's probably one of the reasons why she became such a good senator, or why she became such a good diplomat is because she could sense other people's um, emotions, I guess, weaknesses or, and fears or, and right, right, and she, and there might even be a little bit of telepathy there. She might even be able to pick up on some things that people don't know. 
Did you catch there's a there's a sequence where she runs away. She's about to be captured by the these bounty hunters, Flea being one of them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's a Flea, little bit of a bounty hunter. It's a little bit awkward in the sequence because I mean, she's a little girl. She's 10 or supposed and to be. And they're purposefully trying to run slow so that she can outrun them. Yeah, but <laughs> did you catch that Flea actually trips? Kind of. <clears throat> he's the one closest to the camera and like he's near a tree and he moves his foot, but the tree is at the top of a hill and his like foot doesn't have any place to go. So he has to do like this weird like pirouette pivot thing so that he's not putting his foot over air. And it's weird because I just happened to get like – it's the first thing I saw when in that chase scene. I, I, I feel like all of it was done on purpose though. I don't think it was I don't yeah. think it was an accident. I think all of that was done on purpose. They were trying to come up with ways that this that this five year old girl could outrun these full grown men. She's ten. She looks five. She's she's little, but she's ten. Um but of course she she does eventually get captured and um you know, the Empire is uh basically or they they try to capture her so that they can use her to get Kenobi. Now, they don't really know who she is. They don't know too much about the whole connection point. And this whole show is really to fill in one blank, they've said. And it's, at this point, up until this point, Obi-Wan has no idea that Anakin survived. Um, and that Anakin is Darth Vader. They're, they're really showing that story. Which is, and an, I think it's an interesting story. Um, the other thing, of course, is the Darth Vader stuff. And you see crispy Darth Vader in a, uh, in, uh, like, back to, I guess, still 10 years later. Mm-hmm. And uh, episode three looks to be very Darth Vader-centric. I saw the very beginning of it today. Okay. So there's, I believe it, it starts off very Vader-y. Um, because I was... I watched episode two again, and then was, I was cleaning the kitchen, so I three started, and I was like, oh, crap, it's out. So there is a little bit of uh, Darth Vader action for you. And I just I just hope that they stick with Darth, Rogue One Darth Vader. Like, complete, uh, yes. ferocious badass. Yeah, I hope so. Like, there's no one that has a chance of beating him, rather than kind of slow, lumbering Darth Vader of much later on. I will say, uh, voice Darth Vader voice is uh, James Earl Jones. Oh, it is. Oh, cool. Yes. Excellent. Where, who you might remember from the uh, the wonderful live action Lion King movie, <laughs> or Sandlot. <laughs> like that's it. The wonderful live action. Trying to trying to get him angry. <laughs> <laughs> the episode ends with with Rob strangling the life out of me and then threatening to go down to Omar. <laughs> Um, so it's Obi-Wan uh, we've watched two episodes there are six episodes total the third one of course is out so in a couple weeks we will close that out what did you think of Kumail Nanjani oh so here's the deal with that he was my actor of the year like two years ago three years ago mm-hmm. uh, and I love him but when I first saw him on the screen if you look at his face he's smirking mm-hmm and it was almost like I would be doing if I was told I get to be a Jedi <laughs> in a Star Wars movie. Yeah. But 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 very very quickly you realize he's not actually a Jedi. Yes. And that's why I was like okay. At first I was like oh man. That sucks and then they real, then you realize that he's just a scam artist. And it's like okay. But I'm entering your mind. <laughs> yeah. But a scam artist with a heart of gold. 
So he's right. he plays just a different, a, a fairly different. He plays a person who's pretending to be a Jedi that's like kind of hiding in the the bowels, like the sewers of this of Coruscant, I think, right? Uh, no, no, it's a different city. He's basically taking money to get people off the the city, and he actually is helping them, but he's charging an ungodly number amount of money. But I feel like he's like a certain type says. of character, like the that he plays, like in most things. He's he's definitely in his wheelhouse. Okay. Yes, you are. Yes, correct. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but he 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 is. Uh, you you don't realize it at first, but he is actually a Jedi sympathizer. Mm-hmm. The the Jedi have all gone into hiding, and and basically the galaxy has uh, the Empire has turned the narrative and gotten the entire galaxy to go against the Jedi. Basically, you know there are still people who who sympathize and help the Jedi, but most people just want to stay away from them. Interesting. Okay. But I do like is... the the little thing about the Jedi hunting themselves. Yeah, like, there's a whole thing where they're like, you know, the the Inquisitors are like, we hunt the Jedi. It's like actually the Jedi hunt themselves because they can't help themselves from helping people. In any, you know, someone getting harassed or something like that, they'll the reveal best themselves. Best way to hunt a Jedi is patience. They really don't like that song. It's something about the whistling at the beginning. That's a great song. What are you talking about? See what I did there. <laughs> well, I'm not. I'm not a Jedi. I like that song. I just I, the Jedi just don't like whistling. <laughs> and the Jedi and freak out okay. and hands. <clears throat> okay, that is Obi Wan. Let's uh, let's do Top Gun. Oh, let's do Top Gun. You haven't seen that yet, have you? No, ever? but I plan to. You I should. definitely will want it, to, and I'm okay with spoilers. That's fine, but like I, it's not really a spoiler kind of movie. Like, there's nothing that'll okay. be too ruined. Yeah, uh, there's there's not a whole lot to ruin in it. It's I mean the the story is fairly straightforward. Yeah. Uh, this I actually have in our notes, so if you'd like to hit that. You, you almost did. Uh, what was the release date? Oh, uh, the release date was this past weekend. It was also the same day as the other. The 27th? Uh, yeah. Nice. Um, so Top Gun Maverick was released on the 27th of May, uh, directed by Joseph Kosinski, and it does star Tom Cruise, Jennifer Connelly, Miles Teller, Val Kilmer, Bashir Salahuddin, uh, John Hamm, Charles Parnell, Monica Barbaro, Glenn Powell. And the synopsis is, after more than 30 years of service as one of the Navy's top aviators, Pete Mitchell is where he belongs, pushing the envelope as a courageous test pilot and dodging the advancement in rank that would ground him. I think there's a little bit more to it than that. That synopsis is very basic. But, what'd you think, Greg? Okay. Uh, I forgot how much I liked Top Gun, the original. But... I've watched it a million times. My uh, douche-ass roommates in college my freshman year, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> they um, were total high-fiving bro dudes Okay, that would be like, where'd she go? Where'd who go? You know, like they would like quote Top Gun all the time. Um, I don't think they were doing it ironically, though. Like they wanted to be that. Now, that being said, I loved the movie. I just also knew that that movie had a very specific, you know, fan base. Not even the fan base, but like, yeah, yeah, you, you, you kind of don't want to pretend to be those people unless you're actually literally putting your life at risk. Uh, that makes sense. 
<laughs> like there's a, there's certain groups of people that can act like that and not be considered complete douchebags. And if you're getting shot at for a living, it's probably okay. But that's yeah, you know, that's completely way off thing. I love that movie. I remember very distinctly seeing it in the theater uh, when I was basically the same age as my kid, the original. Um, I remember it was you know how movie theaters have the um, the different ramps like on certain theaters are like outside of the theater. There's like ramps down and up to the different um, doors and stuff. I remember very distinctly running around with a toy jet. It was the wrong type of jet, but, and after the movie and like playing top gun. (laughs) No, I had a, the F 16 and F 16. It was, it was red, white, and blue. It's a little like die cast car. Um, and I was flying around with it. Um, I remember loving the F 14. Of course I had, Probably had one because of the G.I. Joe thing from before then, but um, just it it was my jam. And it was very interesting seeing it with my kid. Did he like it? He did. He didn't want to go at first because the trailer was like, oh, it's going to be boring. And he didn't know anything about the beginning. He didn't really know anything about that kind of movie. Um, I felt that the very interesting thing about this movie was, is I was, because I had seen Top Gun so many times before, I knew the answers to all of his questions about who different people were and different things were. Mm-hmm. And to me, it was like it was something that actually happened. Like as I was explaining why the piano sequence was like made sense and was like cool, mm-hmm. I was like tearing up as if it was something that actually had <laughs> happened to me. Yeah, and and I gotta I gotta tell you that was one of the that was one of the big um, the big uh, emotional moments for me as well was when they threw him out of the bar, and he was. He was watching Goose's son play the piano yeah, through, through the, the window. window. Yeah, like that's exactly when I tried to explain it to my son, and my like my voice got caught in my throat. And and then then the moment when um uh Jennifer Connolly's character, what was her name? Uh, Penny. Penny. I'm looking. When when Jennifer yeah, Connolly, Penny, Penny Benjamin. Penny, okay. When when Penny saw him noticing and then realized, because I think she knew that that was Goose's kid, mm-hmm. and then realized the connection and realized what was going on, and you could see that you know she her her heart was kind of breaking for him, and you felt bad for him, and it was like, oh god. Mm-hmm. Um, I would have I would have liked to have seen possibly a little, and it it, it probably would have gotten me over that hump. Just, just to get me over that, because I, I wasn't, I wasn't close to tearing up, but I, I did feel a little bit of emotion. But had he shown a little bit more emotion in that scene, he, he might have got me. Um, but that was one, that was one of the big moments for me. So you mentioned it already. So Miles Teller plays um, Lieutenant Bradley Rooster. Mm-hmm. Got to go, uh, Goose slash Rooster. I forget his last name. I forget Goose's last name actually. Bradshaw, Bradley Bradshaw. Yeah. yeah. Uh, he was, of course, in theory, the little kid from the original Top Gun, whose father passed away, his father being Goose. And Miles Teller is um, usually a miss with me. Uh, mm-hmm. Not not that he's bad, but he always plays like a jerk. Um, and he's actually said that. Like he, I've heard him talking about how people say that he's like, oh, everyone says I've got the most punchable face in Hollywood. And currently I'm watching two things with him. Well, I'm... Top Gun obviously was being one of them, and then the offer, the making of the Godfather thing, and he's mm-hmm. great in both. Like, like possibly my favorite in both. Um, so rock on, Miles Teller. 
Like you totally nailed Goose's son character because he kind of has a point he, at times. He actually he actually um, looks the part as well, which mm-hmm. is which is kind of impressive. Um, but it's yeah, the mustache. It, is it the mustache? That's what it is. Well, and the facial and face shape too. But yeah, and he he does he nails it. Yeah, and but as as likable as he is. The uh, one of his counterparts, I really wanted to punch in the face. Uh, which one? The Hangman. Yeah. Hangman. Yeah, the one you're supposed to want to punch in the face. The the yeah. new Iceman. Ah, Iceman, Hangman. Interesting. Yeah, Iceman, Hangman, and and I saw it the other day, and now I can't remember what it was, but he's got. He's got two movies, this one and another one, where he's playing... Oh, it's that new, um... He's playing... Because it was it was in the previews before the movie. With the, uh, with the black pilot. He's playing his buddy. Or the, the guy that flies with him, or whatever. Most Dangerous Game, Apollo 10 and a Half, 10 Days. Devotion. Devotion. Devotion? Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, Devotion is the name of the new movie that's coming out. But he's playing a pilot in that as well. I remember him in uh, Scream Queens where he played Chad Radwell. But I hated that show. Oh. Show was so over the top. Um, yeah, he was punchable. Uh, Monica Barbero, also known as Phoenix, she was really good. Yes. Uh, I liked I liked her. Um, <laughs> the other one that was really good and felt really natural was Bob. Yeah, Bob. I love the yeah, F Bob. <laughs> what's your call sign? Or what? what's your name? Bob. No, your call sign. Uh... Bob, Bob, <laughs> uh, and just another a couple other characters that were I thought were good. Uh, John Hamm looked he was he played Cyclone. He was the uh, kind of the antagonist who they kind of hinted that it was all about the mission for him, and he didn't really care about what happened to the pilots. Sort of, yeah. When he when he was talking about how what what he was training them to do, yeah, hit the target and then come home. Yeah, like they hinted at that, which made that little end sequence when Tom Cruise looks at him and he smiles like happily down at him. It was still like, you still put all these guys' lives at risk without giving a crap. That was. Well, but see, I don't think that's true because I think he actually got to the point where he was very concerned about when when he when he got to the point where he realized that the mission could be complete because he thought it was going to be a suicide mission. But once he saw Maverick do it, once he saw him fly the course and realized that it could actually be done, he was all in on trying to make sure that the people came home. Gotcha. That that was what I got from, from him. Because he didn't believe it could be done until Maverick showed him that it could be. But he was good regardless. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, now, one and- question that I did have was it seemed like Maverick knew warlock but i couldn't figure out from where i tried looking it up i couldn't find out how maverick knew warlock or whatever or if it was something from the original movie i was trying to figure that out too because he looked familiar in general was like was warlock in the original top gun i don't think so i i I looked it up i couldn't find him anywhere in there so Uh, i know warlock from a transformers movie that's how i know him it it seems like he was the warriors they had um they had a history they knew each other but we don't know what that history was Mm mm-hmm and I would have liked to have known what that history was. And there was some respect there. Yeah. Um, 
Interesting. So Val Comer, of course, is in this. He was Iceman. He has gone through some medical stuff. If you watched his documentary, uh, one of those medical things was uh, throat cancer, so he doesn't really have a voice anymore. So they did rebuild his voice for this. I think they did a pretty good job of getting him in there. Um, oh, absolutely. It was a little weird to like. It was a little weird seeing the picture up on the thing in the first. Like in my theater, people gasped when they saw the picture up, thinking it was like a, a eulogy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no, no, no. It's just it's the what they do the in the military thing. Yeah, like he's I've, the admiral of the Pacific. Yeah. <coughs> and then when he, you know, when you see him and he actually is sitting there and he's typing in his stuff, it's like, ugh. But it's if I love all the pictures of. Maverick and Goose of, of Maverick them. and Iceman. Yeah, like them playing volleyball shirtless, especially those pictures. Those are your favorite. <laughs> yeah, it's it's nice to see them somewhere other than on Omar's phone. True. true. One's my screensaver. <laughs> Mixed in with all the pictures of Greg in the shower. Yeah, exactly. After I play volleyball shirtless. <laughs> Whatever. Don't hate me. I tried to convince my wife after that movie that I was a good shirtless volleyball player. <laughs> Did not believe me. But with the shirt on, you're not very good. Like a, like a hairy beached seal. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> I can serve well. At least I could until I blew out my arm at Disney. But anyway, uh, continuing. Uh, they're basically they a lot of these. Best pilots ever get called back to the Top Gun Academy. Uh, Maverick is doing like test pilot stuff. He's still a captain. He could have been way higher based on his his rankings and stuff. But mm-hmm. he get they, he gets called back to teach all of these pilots because they have to do basically what Rob was saying is a, a suicide mission, and it's it's a little uh, it's a little contrived. Like it's this country. I was all in. I I just let it all go. It was I. No, I mean, yeah, it's I figured you, you kind of have to, but it's very contrived. So first of all, it's a a rogue nation that is apparently on the ocean because they're able to take off from an aircraft carrier. Yeah, they were the bad guys. Uh, it's snowy. There's mountains. They were snowy bad guys. Yeah, but there's and they don't have nuclear weapons yet because they're about to get them. And they we have to blow up their nuclear their uranium uh, enriching facility. Fifth generation fighters. I don't know. What and they have fifth generation, generation fighters. There's literally no country that describes. Which I think they of course did on purpose because. Right. They have fifth generation fighters. I have no idea what that is, but that sounds scary. And That's actually a thing. Out. That is a thing. We need to watch out for those fifth generation fighters. Yeah, uh, there are Sukhoi something. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right, but there are. I don't know what makes the, what the generations cutoff is, but fifth generation fighters is an actual terminology. Um, but for us, they're just nameless, faceless villains. Uh, of course, the first movie basically has the same thing. But they look badass, man. The yeah, planes are all black, and they're like wearing like full black like helmets and stuff. Uh, but basically, what it boils down to is they didn't want to piss off China. Um, True. But then they did, because Maverick's jacket from the original movie has a Taiwanese flag on it. So China said no. <laughs> The, did you hear? Did you hear about what happened though? So I, I, I didn't see any official news story on it, but they apparently tricked China into moving their satellites, so that not on purpose. Right, right, right. It wasn't intentional. That is true, though. That they, they China moved their satellites so that they could see the test launch of the plane that Maverick was flying. Yeah, which wasn't real. It was just like a. Right. They saw this like 
futuristic looking stealth fighter that's supposed to be going Mach 10 or something. And it was out in a desert field somewhere in China, like, you know, re relocated their satellites. But what's that? What is that? Yeah. Is that Tom Cruise? <laughs> what are you going to do with that? Yeah. What's weird is most of China is now Scientologist now just because of yeah. that one moment. Strange. And, um, the other thing that I thought was interesting was that they they actually paid eleven thousand dollars an hour for flights in the uh, in real like F what is it eighteen F eighteen F fourteen That's crazy. I did not know that. And, um, and, and I got to give Tom Cruise credit. I mean, he might be insane. He's a, he's a good actor, but he might he might be insane. But he's a good actor, and he's very committed to what he does. And he's very interested in making the best product that he possibly can. I'm real. I'm so torn. I know because right. he's crazy as shit, but he's a good actor. But like, and also like, he does some good things. Like he saved people's lives before. Like he saved someone from drowning. Um, mm-hmm. You hear interviews with him, and like the people that run the show, like you know, you're the only actor that's ever been on the show that actually like is polite to the staff, and like will actually stay there and talk to the the people in the crowd afterwards and sign autographs until they're all gone. Really? Mm-hmm. that's cool yeah like like so he's not a bad per- i don't know it's 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 a that's a really hard thing to follow because whenever religion gets involved it gets weird regardless of when the religion was made up <laughs> <laughs> see see you're laughing because there's a suit uh there's a lawsuit there's coming a lot of- our way <laughs> But he is solid when he whatever he's doing, he really is like he goes all out and he does it right, and that's what makes him. Yeah, and he's all in and he's interested in making the best product that he possibly yeah. can. Yeah, and it, you know, I heard a lot of people say you got to see this in the theater, you got to see it in the theater, got to see it in the theater. So I made sure I saw it in the theater. I would and even you have amend to see that. it in the theater. I would even amend that and say if you really want a great experience seeing this movie, go see it in IMAX. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't, but. Yeah. Maybe I'll catch it this week. This this is a movie that will benefit greatly from seeing it at IMAX. Yeah, I mean, because they have cameras in the cockpits and it makes it look like yeah. you're like right there. And I don't know when I'm going to see um, it since I'm on summer vacation. <laughs> 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 what? When will I? It has to be on one of those days you actually Find decide to put time. pants on. Well, that's the problem, isn't it? Well, I, I'm the same way on work days, <laughs> but that's fine. July 17th <laughs> is my pants day. I guess I'll see it then. Um. Yeah, they the 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 dog fights were great. Um, most of it was practical. There was the I think the some of the fake or fake but CG stuff was like the missiles, things like that. Oh, the the mission. So it's a nuclear. It's a what a uranium engineering facility or enriching facility. Mm-hmm. In between two mountains, or in the crater of one mountain, I guess, with a short lip in the front and a taller lip in the back. At the end of a valley, in a mystery, in a mythical country, and they have to fly the valley to get be under the missiles, go up the mountain, blow up a grate a la Star Wars, and then go and then go up the second mountain. It's impossible. Then, I used to bullseye Womprats in my T eighteen back home. It it it's not impossible. Oh, that is my favorite line in Avatar. Totally is. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he's gonna die by his hand <laughs> or foot or head whatever <laughs> uh, 
they have to do that, and then of course the uh, next flight has to hit it exactly in the same spot after they blow the lid off, so to speak. Um, and it's it's stressful, man. All the training is stressful. All the the whole thing. And like I was all in, even though it was very like it, it was just an interesting like idea of like okay, so where are all the scientists parking when they go to this facility? Like I know it's an underground facility, but like there's got to be other entrances. <laughs> That's always this, that kind of stuff is always a little weird, but it made for a very cool action sequence. Yeah, uh, wh- what did you think for the, about the throwback? Be more throwback specific. jet. Oh, the the F fourteen. Yep. Um, I loved the uh, the sequence where they got into the jet and and um, roosters like, the hell am I looking at, Mav? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, yeah. you got to flip the switch. He's like, there's like two million switches back here. What do you? You're gonna have to be more specific. Yeah, that was crazy. That was very. It was very interesting. It was also though. That's the other thing. Like, whatever country this random one is, randomly has F-14s. Well, there at this point, at this point in history, F-14s are all kind of like hand me downs. So it's not. Yeah. No, I mean, it's they're, not they're surprising that they've made their way somewhere else. They have been decommissioned. Yeah, they're mostly, I believe, in the Arizona desert. Let's go to the Arizona Desert. Ooh, let's go. Um, I one of one of this, and I don't know why, but one of the scenes that I really liked from this movie was after they had delivered their payload and they'd blown up the uh, the the bunker or whatever, and they're flying over the lip of this mountain and they've started engaging the uh, the SAMs, the surface air missiles, the automated shooters. And, you know, they're all, they're all dodging all around these SAM missiles or whatever. And then they just, then just for like a couple of seconds, the camera backs out and they show you a full picture of the, for lack of a better word, the battle scene where the jets are all like kind of swerving around each other and avoiding the missiles and the missiles are going like every which way. And it just looks like pure fucking chaos. Yeah. And it's like, oh my God, that is an amazing shot. Which is also a slightly right the chaos is slightly hinted at with the uh, the was it kamikaze football scene that they do where they're both playing offense and defense at the same time. Yeah, where they're building their team. Yeah, <laughs> their teamwork or whatever. Yeah, that that sequence is awesome. The some of the the dogfighting stuff is and ways to get around technology is is pretty interesting. You know, like the F fourteen taking down one of the fifth generation fighters because he's like. He just shifts over and shoots them because they don't realize that he's that Maverick. He's, yeah, that he's an enemy. All that kind of stuff. But like, yeah, there's so many like, yeah, moments. And my child was looking at me like I was insane. And then the uh, and then the trick where he gets the guy, um, where he he takes the second fighter out, uh, basically uh, tricks them into the wall or whatever. Mm-hmm. So, and then I'm the all... third one, the third one had me cheering. The one that Hangman took out. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right oh, as the missile was about to launch. Hangman being called Hangman because he always left his wingman he hang hung hung him up to dry, mm-hmm. and he learns his lesson as well. Nice clean ending on that one. It was actually, the fir- the first one that I was like, yes, was the the one jet that was flying straight up, and they trick it into the missile, or they dodge the missile into it. Um, it was all good. It was uh, you know, there was 
and a little just bit of like everything the original Top Gun, the, the the original training sequence where you know they they're skeptical of the old man or whatever. You know, they all think they're the best of the best. They're the hot shots, and he basically puts them in their place. Viper. <laughs> yep, they're a jester. Yeah. When uh, in from the original, when uh, Michael Ironside put them all in their place. Is it Viper or Jester? Or is it both? Viper was Tom Skerritt's character. Jester yeah. was Michael Ironside. Yeah. That's what they, where do you go? Where did who go? Yeah. I think. And I do, I also like the, um, another callback to the original is the, uh, all the conversation about Maverick giving that look, especially when he's, when he's crushing on Penny. I like that look, Mav. The only yeah. one I got. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, the bar and just, uh, they made it seem like there has been a real history at this place with yeah. the pictures How on the good walls. Was Jennifer Connelly, by the way. She was great. They had really good chemistry, I'm not going to lie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, is that the first movie they've ever been in together, which would be crazy? Considering, like, both of them being huge stars from the same era. Yeah, I don't era. think they've ever been in a movie no. together. Yeah. I don't know 100% offhand. I can't answer that with 100% certainty. I'm going to look it up, so I think of something to talk about. I, I Well, I think I think that's pretty much it. I think that's going to wrap us up, actually. Yeah, I'm in, I'm excited to see it. Um, I haven't seen the the original. God, I don't know, decades. Rob, when was the last time you saw the uh, the first one? I couldn't even tell you. It's right? been a long time. This is another one of those movies. Um, I think I think we actually did it when Bill and Ted came out, where we talked about um movies that had like a huge gap between sequels. Oh, okay. And this one, this one is one of the largest ones <laughs> I can think of. I know there's one that's larger because I think there was one that went like forty some odd years or maybe longer than that for a sequel. But um, this this is this is a huge gap. Yeah, from eighty six to now. <clears throat> um, yeah, it looks like it it is. So if you uh, guys out there know any others, let us know. The Tom Cruise and and Jennifer Connelly movies. But the, yeah, they had insane chemistry, and especially since this is the first time they've been together. That's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was excited about seeing this movie. I was excited after it was over, um, like totally geeked. I wanted to see it again, and I, I did see it again. <laughs> and I woke up with energy the next day. You saw it twice. Nice. Okay. I had a friend who wanted to go see it, and I'm like, "All right, we can go see it." <laughs> and yet you talk about it on a podcast <laughs> perfect <laughs> so but I went and saw it again and she enjoyed it as well alright guys so I think that's going to take us to our give me five question of the week I love the give me five question of the week I love the give me five question of the week as well it's Omar do you reason- love the give me five question it, of the week it's the only reason I'm here it's... It, it it quite literally is. No, actually, you fulfilled our we you fulfilled our Romanian quota. We actually uh, said some offensive things about Romanians, and the government stepped in uh, and said we had to hire, have a, to Romanian. hire a Romanian now. So that's why I'm yeah. here. Yeah, well, that makes sense. Actually, <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, but in honor of Top Gun, we're gonna go with our top five favorite call signs. Uh, I think a couple of people went a little off the rails and decided to do code names. So we're gonna go with call signs slash code names. Well, in fairness, the call sign thing alone was very difficult. Yeah, shut your mouth. I'm shutting my mouth. 
That that's your new call sign. Shut your mouth. My new call sign Wait, is. Wait, was there any call signs in Iron Eagle? Yeah. Well, I tried to look it up. There, nobody's was listed. That's so funny. Iron Eagle. I forgot about that movie. I I did not. I looked up Iron Eagle, and all of the characters were just listed as the characters' names. There's some old movie called Top Gun or something. Did you guys catch that one? I I have. I may have caught that. Yes. Was there a a volleyball movie? Volleyball movie. (laughs) It was all. That's all. Greg remembers is the volleyball scene. (laughs) I don't remember anything else about that movie other than the volleyball scene. Uh, so let's uh, let's start off with Alec. Okay. Yes, please do. Speaking of people with a love for volleyball, I don't even know what that means. <laughs> we know why Alec likes the volleyball scene. Let's not play these games. Hey, give me five podcasts. It's Alec. <clears throat> so uh, top five call signs slash code names. Honorable mention goes to uh, Dutch from Predator. I don't know. I just thought that was an interesting name. I, I can't imagine that's actually Arnold's real name. And Anyway, number five, Joker from Full Metal Jacket. Number four, Snake uh, from Escape from New York. Number three, Iceman. It's a pretty cool nickname. And Top Gun. Number two, Maverick, which obviously inspired everything for this list. And then number one, Black Mamba from Kill Bill. Hope you like it. Thanks. Bye. That nice. dude is a national treasure. He is so good. <laughs> Every time. Holy Nailed crap. It. Okay. I was expecting him to come on and be like, uh, hey, this is Alec. Uh, you better not tell them about my volleyball thing. Uh, <laughs> too, too late, buddy. Yeah. Sorry. Snake Pliskin. Thought you I was thought dead. You was dead. <clears throat> Love it. I get that a lot. I, I'm going to go. Go. Because I do have, I think I have one that most people wouldn't catch because it's a terrible movie that I had a thing for back in the day. Like an embarrassing thing for. Mm-hmm. Like. Like, you know, when you go to the video store and your parents are like, you're going to rent that again? But we'll get, we'll get to that. Uh, number five, Rogue Leader from, from Star Wars. Yep. Okay. Number, th- number uh, four, I went with Black Mamba from Kill Bill. That was uh, Beatrix Kiddo's nickname, which Beatrix Kiddo could also be a nickname, I guess. That's, uh, that's uh, better number than Black three, Mamba. Yeah. Number three, I also went with Snake Pliskin. Again, kind of a nickname, I guess. You're I right, I actually, never would have gotten that one. Yeah, like his real name is like Walter Pliskin or something. No, I don't know. What <laughs> uh, so number three. Now here's the one that no it's one. It's actually would... Eunice. Yeah. Eunice. <laughs> of course. Uh, number uh, number two. Here's the one no one's going to get, and that's God. You remember what God is from? Uh, God. God was from a preacher? was a radio was a radio name of um like the Overwatch or something in a movie, wasn't it? It was uh it was from the movie Navy Seals. And it was the sniper. Yep. Navy Seals. That, wow. That uh Charlie Sheen Charlie would uh, call to uh it was actually Bill Paxton, I believe. Uh and number one, the reason for this whole list, Maverick. Nice. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Rob, Rob, do you want to go? You want me to go? I can. Okay. Um, my mine actually was just all call signs, and it, it ended up being a lot of it. Most well, all Top Gun call signs <laughs> 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 because I couldn't find any others. Shut up. Um, my number five is going to be Cyclone. I actually thought that was a pretty cool uh, call sign. Yeah. My number four is going to be 
My number four is going to be Jester. And I think he actually would have been higher had his call sign been his actual friggin' name. Okay. Because Ironside would have been an awesome call sign. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, my number three... I gotta say, I, I'm not as in love with it as everybody else seems to be, because my number three is gonna be Maverick. <gasps> I know. I know. My number two... Warlock. And my number one... Viper. I couldn't hear you say Warlock over your 20-sided dice rolling on the table. What's uh, Warlock and Viper? Those are all... Oh, those are from... Those are all Top Gun. Okay, forgot. Yeah. yeah. Warlock was from the new Top Gun movie. Viper was from the original from the Top original. Gun movie. I think uh, Viper was Tom Skerritt's character. Oh, my God. I forgot he was in that. The one that he, they were training against, right? <clears throat> like in the first opening? Like, uh, well, uh, Tom Skerritt, uh, Viper, was actually the commanding officer. Yeah. Yeah, he's got commanding officer vibes. For show. Mm-hmm. All right, my top five goes a little bit off. Uh, not really. Um, sure, goes a little off the rails, and and of course I'm always cheating. So my number five is actually two. My number fifty-seven. My number. I don't have no. I don't have a bunch this time because they were difficult. But um, from Mash, Trapper, and Radar. Okay. All right. <laughs> number four, and I think. Partially because I just like the character from the old version and the new version. And Teresa and I were watching The Boys last night. So, Bones from Star Trek. Okay. Which I think is just a great, like, I guess it's more of a nickname, but I don't care. Number <laughs> number, <laughs> number three, I'm going to go Maverick, because it's a badass Remember, name. Rob, it was just a quota hire. It was just a quota hire. <laughs> just yeah. a quota. We had no other option. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, number seriously, how many Romanians do you know? Num- <laughs> number two, I'm not even sure I know one. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Did that hit a little close to home? <laughs> Ouch. Um, <laughs> it's either higher Omar or Omar's dad. <laughs> oh, you'd all be dead by now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, number two, um, the, I guess they're like call or their code or whatever. And Starsky and Hutch was Zebra 3, which I thought was really cool. Uh, and number one, I I also went Rogue. Like, just Rogue One, Rogue Leader, whatever. Like, I just thought that was a badass, like, not uh, name. So that one, that's got to be my number one, because Rogue is such a kick-ass name. And, and, and Rogue One is such a great video game. So, there's that. Well, good. Yeah, I like all those. Indeed. I feel like we need our own. <coughs> ah, sorry. I feel like <laughs> I need a cough drop. It, it's okay. It happens. Yeah, I feel like uh, I should have my button on the cough it's button. It's fine. On the but uh, we all we need our uh, new uh, nickname. Apparently, mine is going to be emphysema. <laughs> okay, so so I have to admit, I I went through and I was looking up like actual call signs because I thought that's what we were going to go with. Like some of our favorites. Some of them were really funny. Like real military ones. Yeah. It well, but see the, the thing was like the reasons that they got their call signs. Um, like, uh, 
there there was one uh it was a guy's last name was Payne so his call sign was Agony <laughs> they and you don't you don't get to pick your own call sign you're you, you get assigned it because you know your your uh your fellow soldiers assign you your call sign there was a guy who got the call sign Alf ALF, which stands for annoying little fuck. So, like, what you do, like, before you've gotten your call sign, you have to go, just walk around doing all sorts of like cool shit, hoping that that's what they catch you doing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it'll be like it'll be you'll be out there like, look, guys, I just caught this rattlesnake, and then no, but like you wet yourself or something, and all of a sudden you're like bedwetter, <laughs> yeah, yellow or something, yellow sheet, <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, we're we're not done. We're not done here yet. We've got another top five list. Um, we have a birthday, a patron birthday. We do. It's it was Adriana's birthday last week. What? One of our beloved patrons. And so we decided for her top five birthday present. We have we've realized that she's been really busy. She's taking some classes. She's doing some other stuff. We think. So she hasn't been as um visible on the chat as she was in the past, which is which is very sad because it was always fun chatting with her. So we determined that we would figure out the top five, or technically top 15 because it's all of us, reasons why she has not been available on the chat. I, I think we've probably hit the nail on the head with at least one of them. I, I agree. Um, so anyway, who would like to go first? We're, we're we, going to do the thing we where we cycle, like we I guess. Do where we do a round robin one? Yeah, sure. Oh, Ron um, Robin, okay. I'm game. So who wants to go first? I think... No. <clears throat> I know. <laughs> no, you don't think. <laughs> I know. I never think. I know. Um, She's at a little bar called the Hard Deck, and she's waiting for Maverick to take her on her motorcycle ride. Oh. That's where I think she is. I could see that. Mm-hmm. Fair enough. Are you saying that she's lost that loving feeling? Nice. I, I hate it when she does. That. I are you saying yeah. that she had her breath taken away? Do do yeah. do do do. <laughs> Reminds me of the first time I ever met Omar. <laughs> the first time you ever met me was I was I on a motorcycle wearing a bomber jacket? What are you talking about? <laughs> uh so my uh while she's not doing that, she actually uh was working on something that's referred to as the kitten ballet. Uh, where she's been teaching kittens how to uh plie and pirouette. Oh. And I, when I found out about this, I'm like, well, how's it going? And she said, and I quote, how the fuck do you think it's going? <laughs> <laughs> As tears welled up in her eyes and I could see visible scratch marks all over her body. Fantastic. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, it's a passion, though. <laughs> <I'm getting sick. laughs> um, yeah, I, I heard that she's been playing the... The most difficult game of hide and seek, where the area of play is the entire world. <laughs> like, am I close? Where are you? I'm in Malaysia. You're warm. <laughs> You're warm. You're getting warmer. colder. <laughs> oh shit! Got to get another flight. Fair enough. Is that Mongolian throat music? Mongolian I hear? throat music. <laughs> no, you know why it's not Mongolian throat music you're hearing in the background? No, that's not because that's not where she is. You guys are wrong. Oh, oh, where is she? 
She's at the, she's in line at the DMV. <laughs> oh. Well, that, that, explains that could it. take uh, several months actually, so that's fair. That tracks, right? Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Teresa. <laughs> <laughs> well, why the reason why she's in the uh DMV is because she had to uh she's about to go on tour uh, playing bass in Cannonball, a tribute to Menudo. Although I did hear that it was not playing bass, I did hear that she spent the last six weeks touring with a Blues Brothers reenactment troupe. Oh. Yeah, she played Elwood. I can see Nice. That. Okay. Elwood Blues, I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's why you're all wrong. She is in... Um, well, somewhere around the world right now, she's... Following EDM shows, and she's just hopping from one city to another. She's probably in Berlin or something somewhere right now. Catching every EDM festival that she can. That's just a guess. Belgium. Belgium? Like, I picture being in Belgium, just going, bouncing from one EDM show to another while eating waffles. While eating waffles. Okay, there you go. That that, that tracks. There's nothing wrong with that, by the way. No, there's nothing wrong with that. Butterfly wings? Yes, correct. Yes. So, uh, speaking of butterfly wings, we uh, the last time I actually saw her in person, it was an EDM show, and she was, I believe, dressed up as a butterfly. It was adorable, by the way. Uh, so she is uh, actually trying out to be a butterfly, and she is just out there pollinating stuff, whether it wants to be pollinated or not. <laughs> pollinating stuff. Wow. She's out there pollinating stuff. I don't even know where to go with that. That don't... what? <laughs> yeah. I'm. <laughs> I don't even know how to tie into know. that, so I'm just going to go. Um, I, I know that for a while, I, I don't know if she still has trouble with it, but I know that all those sleepless nights finally caught up with her. She She's actually been asleep this whole time, dreaming all of this. Yes, <laughs> everything. Oh, Our reality is actually a construct of her dreams. Wow, that's that heavy. is highly likely. That is heavy. I don't even know where to go with that. Okay, cool. Um, here's another option. She is in the Upside Down with Kate Bush. Nice. Yeah, there's a Wait, possible. With, with Kate Bush Absolutely. or with Kate's Bush? Well, I'm going to leave that up to the listener. <laughs> not here to judge anybody. <laughs> I know our listeners, and I know what the answer is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that tracks, Greg. It really does. Yeah. So a lot of stress in Adriana's world. Mm-hmm. And you know, like one of the things that happens when you're like heavily stressed is that's when your mutant power like just bursts out and manifests. You, mm. Yeah, manifests and you just hope that it doesn't like hurt anybody. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh so it it did and it caused a whole lot of damage when it, it came out and uh so she checked herself into the uh you know, Professor Xavier's school for gifted youngsters. Uh-huh. And she's uh, trying to get it under control so she no longer makes anyone else's uh, testicles vaporize. Oh, oh, yeah, oh god! That was her. Just, that's her mutant power. Just that. That got real fast. That, <laughs> that's, that sounds awful. That's... And um, I'm glad she's getting a handle on it. <laughs> Giggity. <laughs> I don't want her to get a handle on that. <laughs> I don't know. It might be fun. <laughs> Until it isn't. No, it's not fun. <laughs> um, 
Actually, I heard that she was hired by the CIA to find Waldo. She actually did, in fact, locate him in Tijuana at the donkey show. He was not, in fact, a donkey, but did confirm that his nickname, quote-unquote, checks out. I'm not sure what that means, but... Oh, poor Waldo. Okay. He's fallen on hard times since the (laughs) late 90s. Waldo. (laughs) Fallen on hard times. (laughs) Is he dumpster diving? Like, what's going on with Waldo? He's doing donkey shows, apparently. Yeah. Or not. Or not. No, no, no. His nickname is the donkey show. Oh, okay. It's his call sign. Got it. Yeah. Nice. And it quote-unquote checks out. Well, I think, um, last I heard, Butterfly... Adri was gallivanting around the world with Reindeer Andrea. Oh. That's what I think is happening. From our Christmas episode. That's correct. Andrea from the Christmas episode, who we all know and love and know too much about her boyfriend. So, so, uh, that's what I think. That's my final, that's my number one. That would also keep me from being on a podcast. It would keep you (laughs) Fair enough. Okay, but I know where she's really been. Where is she? Uh, she's been filming the all-Latina version of Schindler's List. The all-Latina Schindler's List. Are you kidding me? Yeah, it's it's a musical. It's a musical. <laughs> Give us one of the numbers, Greg. Uh, uh, no. <laughs> <coughs> oh, boy. All right, well, while all of that has been entertaining... I do know for a fact that she has not been here because she has been in Fiji staging a coup to overthrow the government due to our slipping rating. Fiji, come back. Is it working? Five podcast is now the national anthem of Fiji. You can blame it all on me. (laughs) You were wrong. And we sent Adri there for you. Yay, nice, nice one, Rob. That was good, Rob. Very good. Excellent. I'm going to throw my panties at you next time I see you. I still have the ones from last time. <laughs> That's gross. <laughs> you should burn those, okay? I wasn't sure what I should do because I I heard that if you burn stuff with blood on it, that you know. <laughs> oh my god, that's so gross, dude. I I can't do this that's anymore. A, I can't. I, I'm done. Let's close this out before <laughs> I'm nauseous for the rest of my life. And I'm now a vegetarian. Thanks. I'm like never eating again. <clears throat> that's disgusting. <laughs> Who's got the contact info? I don't. I don't have anything anymore. I don't even have thoughts. Uh, I don't have it up either, but it's... Oh, uh, my God. We're the Give Me Five Podcast. Go to GiveMeFivePodcast.com. Give you can email us directly, GiveMeFivePodcast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at GiveMeFivePod, or go to our website, as Greg said, GiveMeFivePodcast.com. And remember, guys, that's spelled out F-I-V-E, not the number five. You will get some other douchebags who gave up after, like, a week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> thanks for listening, guys, and remember... Like I always say, when the going gets tough, the tough eat tacos. Do it down with-